From Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia, I'm Quincy Stallworth with Kinse Questions. Today we talk with Peggy Warney. She's a phenomenal photographer behind the Headshots by Peggy brand. Headshots by Peggy operates as both an educational and a business practitioner of headshot photography. She's photographed many actors, artists, singers, and politicians. Today we talk with Peggy about the headshot phenomena and how important it is to have a headshot. We'll be back with more of Headshots by Peggy right after this break. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. Hello, I'm Quincy Stallworth with King State Questions, and I'm in here with my heroine and champion, Peggy of Headshots by Peggy. How are you doing there, Peggy? I am doing great, and I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Like, this is a highlight of my week. I'm so excited. This is the highlight of my year. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> We can, I can do this all day with you. <laughs> so um, I want you to know that I, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of your work. And I've gone through your entire internet presence. As stalkers as that may sound, I am truly a fan and a student of you. Because I'm a photographer. And, and your YouTube channel has been instrumental in my development as a photographer. So I imagine there are others like me. And with that being said, I'd like to know, are you aware of your fan base and the amount of students you have out there? No, um, no, I'm not. I am aware of the people that don't like me. They make themselves very, um, <laughs> what? very, uh, <laughs> I feel like I've always been that kind of person though. People either love me or hate me. I don't have people that are just like, yeah, it's Peggy. Like it's people love me or they hate me. I'm, I, for some reason, either really resonate with people or really piss people off. I don't feel like I'm one of those middle ground kind of people. <laughs> How can someone in their right mind hate Peggy of headshots by Peggy? Well, All you know, you that's the question us. I ask, but apparently, apparently you can. <laughs> See, you know, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think you just have people who hate people who are good and do good because they feel like here's another goody two shoe ruining my my low self-esteem and low self-image we'll we'll tell ourselves that yeah oh that's what i'm gonna go with i'm gonna just go with that we'll just go with that now um beyonce names her fans the beehive what would you label us your students and your fans (laughs) oh wow Okay, so any coolness that I just ha- ever had, even any chance of coolness, I'll probably blow with this. Let's see. You're putting me on the spot here. 
um, Peggy's photo poppers. Or wait a minute, wait a minute. How about the tilted tripods? No, 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 no. How about photoaholics? This is this is going from bad to worse. This is so cheesy. How about the pegs? The pegs. Yes. Because we don't fit in a we don't fit in a hole. We fit in the the headshot peg, the square peg. I don't know something. I don't know. That's but I'm on the right track. I'm on to something. We'll have to take comments uh, and, and, and recommendations from viewers on that one or listeners, listeners. Do you come across um, the people who do like you, the, the, the few that you, that you admit to? Uh, do you come across uh, other students of yours who, who uh, didn't know they were students, who you didn't know they were students of yours, but they, they are kind of like, yeah, I, I learned a lot from you. Well, um, can I tell you a funny story? Yes. Okay, so you know I do a weekly vlog, um, and it's it's for it's designed for actors. It's to you know inspire, encourage, and educate people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, when I started doing it, I really didn't think anybody watched it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I just did it because you know I, I felt it was it was the thing to do. And we were at an event. It was an act. It was a casting director event. And I went to the restroom because, you know, I have a bladder of a three-year-old. So that's what I do every time we arrive somewhere. (laughs) And, um, you know, typical public women's restroom pre-pandemic. And there was, you know, a line in there. And I'm standing there minding my own business, as women should do in the women's bathroom. You should mind your own business. Um, (laughs) But this lady turns around and she goes, hey, you're that photographer that does that vlog. And she goes, I love your vlog. And, and I smiled. And I was like, well, thank you. And then like three other people turned around. They're like, oh, my God, I watch your vlog. And then the ultimate thing happened. A woman opened the stall door and stuck her head out to see who I was. And she goes, I watch you, too. That's, uh, and, um, <laughs> so, that's that was funny. hilarious. No, nothing yeah. like that has ever happened since or before. But it was really funny. Um, but I do always love it. Actually, I was at a comedy show and a guy said, hey, I watch your vlog. And so that always encourages me because, you know, when you do things like a podcast or a vlog, you don't always get the positive feedback. You know, you always get negative feedback, but you don't always get the positive stuff. So when yeah. you do get that, you're like, oh, OK, people are getting something out of this. And I've always been the type of person that loves to encourage and teach others and like, hey, come along with me. Let's do this. You know, let's take over the world. (laughs) So um, so it's encouraging to me that you said that you're a big fan because, you know, we've been following each other's social media for a long time. And I've watched two years, two years for me. Yeah, I've watched your um, I've watched your photography really grow and develop. And so it's I love that. I love seeing that. Well, it helps a lot when I watch you and, 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 you know, you, you, you have such a, I I would say you have such a, um, I would say like a sensei, but not a sensei. You're more like a a yoga instructor when it comes to uh, the art of headshots and photography. You, you, you don't demand that we do things. And I don't even, the way I say we, it's like, I, I, I believe I'm in a class of others with you. Um, you don't demand us do things, but you suggest that we do things and you suggest that we practice. 
and then we, we you know, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave your, uh, I'll leave your uh, vlog, and then I'll, uh, what I'll, what I'll do is to make sure you get the plays. I actually put, leave it on play, but then I, I won't actually be watching it because I'm working on something you said to work on, <laughs> and awesome. so then I go back. And I, I watch, I watch some more, and then I'm like, okay, all right, and and it, it's really helped me develop. And I don't want to keep saying that over and over because it, it'll be redundant. And I hate using the same word over and over in the, in the podcast. <laughs> so, so many of the interviews that I've watched you on and podcasts that you've come on of people who seem like they were very experienced photographers or and very experienced actors, they seem to you have a way of turning them into students too. And and that made me, that, that caused me to think, were you a teacher at one point? Maybe in a past life. Oh God. <laughs> I, I've never had any formal teaching training, but I do love, um, I was really, um, I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. And when I say I grew up in the middle of nowhere, there were 21 kids in my high school graduating class. Where are you from? I'm from Mankato, Kansas. I've met three people from Kansas in my entire life. Yeah, because you've met all of us. That's literally the entire <laughs> population. Um, congratulations. You're, you're four. You've met, <laughs> you've met everyone. Um, yeah, two, yeah, no. Um, um, but, but. And so, you know, be growing up in the middle of nowhere, I didn't have access to, you know, all these things. And I knew really young at a really young age, I wanted to be a photographer and I was a sponge. I mean, I, you know, everything I could get my hands on every time I would see a photographer, I would ask like all these questions and I know I annoyed the heck out of them. Um, and then I interned with a wonderful photographer in Oklahoma right after I graduated from high school. And when I first wrote to him, for all you young um, listeners, um, writing letters are one of these things we used to do with pieces of paper. <laughs> we put them in an envelope with a stamp. It's Google it, Google it. Um, but uh, I wrote him and he wrote me back and said, no, he's not interested. He doesn't take interns. And I must have written him 20 letters. And he finally said that I could work for him for 20 hours a week. Um, paid and 20 hours a week for free. And that would be my internship. And I was like, done, I'll do it. Mm, mm, <laughs> and I mm. think I made like $4 and, and 15 cents an hour or something um, for 20 hours a week. And I ate a lot of bologna and a lot of dollar menu from Taco Bell. But, uh, wow. um, but that's, you know, and, and I just, I would sit and, and just ask him so many questions. And he, he was so patient with me. Uh, I think he realized I wasn't going to leave him alone, so he might as well just teach me. And so I, I really felt like I was so fortunate to have that opportunity that when I see people that are interested and, and you know, just like, hey, I just want to know, um, I am always really, really feel like it's my obligation almost to to help and pass it on. Plus, you learn so much when you teach. I mean, I think I'm everything that I'm good at, I'm good at it because I taught someone else how to do it. You know what I mean? Um, no. <laughs> no. Well, when you're teaching somebody, you've got to dig into it because you don't want to look like an idiot or they'll ask a question that you never thought of. So you have to find the answer to it. So you look smart. And <laughs> so you end up learning more, you know, 
so I always think that when you teach you, you end up learning. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how I've, I've, my life is, is really uh, about that. You're a very humble uh, teacher as well, because I could introduce you to a dozen professors I knew who didn't know the answer and gave us the wrong answer and just let you go about life with the wrong answers. <laughs> so that is, that, that is your humility. And also, I'd like to talk about the fact that, and I hate using the word lecturer because it's used in such a uh, a negative uh, connotation, like someone is long-winded, like they don't know when to shut up and they're always uh, uh, belaboring the points. But I like to use the term in the form of a, a, a college professor who is uh, very well informed on the subject. And you, you, you know, the way you lead is, is as, as a lecturer in the field of photography. You know, what led you into being a lecturer in the field of photography? I, I think it just happened. Like pretty much everything in my life, I just, uh, I saw a door that was open and I decided to walk through it. You know, um, I, uh, um, right after I finished interning with Kevin Hurdlebrink, I worked for a, a company called PCA. They did they did like a retail, um, retail, you know, the little like kiosk and photoshops that you used to have in the malls. And yeah. I, I trained photographers for them. So I learned how to train, you know, people to photograph things, you know, um, early on. And then I went on and I opened my own studio and, and over the course of time, you know, if somebody would ask a question, I would just try to answer it. Or if somebody said, Hey, will you, will you come help us do that? I would say, yes. Um, I, I try to live my life saying yes, as much as I can. And I, I had to pull back, you know, somewhere in my, my thirties, late thirties, early forties, I had to kind of pull back and, and find that balance of actually learning to say no sometimes, but I still try to have a principle of saying yes, when it's, when it's feasible. I, I do think that it's important to say yes a lot. It, it stretches you as a human. Hmm. Do you follow up on any of your former students or, or people you train? I'm sorry. I keep saying student. I, I do. Um, I, I, you know, try to uh, keep in touch with, with people. I am, I am probably, that's probably my weakest area is keeping up with people. I think of people and I'll mention people, but what I should do is pick up my phone and text them and say, Hey, I was thinking about you instead of telling you know, my family that I was thinking about you, I should actually tell you I'm thinking about you. So I'm working on that. I'm working. On my that. mother does that. My mother does that. And when my father was alive, he would do the opposite. He would just reach out and call people. And that's what you should do. And, I love your dad already. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, why are you talking to them? They're in Texas. Who cares about Texas? But he was, he was like, you need to reach out to people. And now I do it. And I do it with friends. And and I do it with family members as too, but family members we're all we're all too connected on Facebook. It's, it's almost no reason to call my oh, sister because yeah. yeah, she's on Facebook like crazy. You know what Instagram she had for whatever dinner else. last night. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And which yeah, yeah, too much, too much details. But my friends, uh, especially ones that I work with in Philly, I'll reach out to them and call them, and I can tell how awkward to them it feels, even though they want that connection. They, they, you can tell that they feel as if, they're, oh, that's weird. Nobody ever calls me. Right. But thank you, Quincy. I really appreciate you calling me. 
Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, that's what we should do. We should call people. I agree. And that's something I'm working on. I, I, I think of people and I'll even like go check out their page to see what they're up to. But that's my, that's kind of what I learned um, about myself this year is like, you know what? It, you can reach out. You don't have to just think about people. Go to that next step, Peggy. <laughs> well, also, uh, what I've learned from your vlog and from following you on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook is that, to my knowledge, you never mentioned gear. And and that's that's really, really odd in today's uh, uh, just culture of gear, gear-tography is what, what uh, another photographer named Joe Edelman calls it. You know, I know you use a camera, but it's not the focus. You know, I know you need lights, but I don't know which lights you use. You know, you have you, you have to use glass with your with your camera, but I've never seen you go, oh, you gotta use a Sigma 85 millimeter, you know, or G Master, or you gotta go out and get the Canon new EOS 511R. Um, are, you, are you holding out for some sort of sponsorship? Or what's, 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 why are you, why are you not, why is the gear not important to you? But at the same time, you produce such great work. Okay. Um, um, I, I'm not holding out for a sponsorship. However, if Sony is listening, I am absolutely available. Um, I, uh, you are too funny. I uh, just spent a lot of money with you and could always use a, another, uh, no, um, so I, I, I've been shooting for a long time. I, I started shooting on, on a film, obviously. My very first camera was a Pentax K1000. And I bought Whoa. it with lawn mowing money and babysitting money when I was 12 years old. I bought it all with my own money um, and had to deal with my mom that every week she would develop one roll of film and buy me one new roll of film like that was part of my like agreement and so that's 36 exposures that I could afford to take every single week um, and I had a notebook and I would like try different settings and then you know you send off the film and then you wait for it to come back and I pull out my notebook to see how those settings worked totally different than today in the digital age um, when I when I become a became a professional I started shooting Nikon and I shot Nikon all through my my professional years with um with film and I still to this day love Nikon glass I can spot something shot with a Nikon a mile away I'll, I'll really I'll see a picture on on uh on Instagram or something and I'll send him a note do you shoot with Nikon love that shot but um, in 2002, which was super early for most professional photographers, I turned digital. Um, and I did a lot of research because digital was pretty new, but it was obvious that it was going to be the thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, my studio was broken into and I lost all my equipment. Oh, wow. And I had a big old fat insurance check. There we go. And I was <laughs> like, I can't justify reinvesting in film in 2002 and so I, I teetered on that for a while and I jumped in and I jumped in with Sony I jumped in with both feet with Sony and mm. um, I went through their dark years I never left them I never left their side <laughs> I call it the dark years 
because even through the dark years, um, I would tell anybody that was talking trash about my, uh, my gear or saying, Oh, did you get that at Radio Shack? I mean, I heard it all, believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, put your cannon up against mine. Like, let's go nose to nose. I guarantee I'll put out better stuff than you, even with this camera. And now I don't even have to try. Sony is so superior to anything on the market right now. I don't even have to try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. But, but I, and back even when I shot with film, I would tell people, you know, the camera is a tool. Um, and I can take a great portrait with a disposable camera. You know, it, yeah, I, I understand yeah. lighting. I understand body types. I understand um, posing. I understand how the camera captures images so I can do this with any tool so I think you need to as a professional you need to find the tool that fits your hand like what works for you um I it would I can't even imagine what would happen to make me leave Sony I I love Sony so much I own so many Sony cameras it's ridiculous which Sony camera are you shooting with now I'm shooting with the a7r3 that's a nice camera. It's a very <laughs> nice camera, and I've got a, uh, I've got the Sony um, eighty-five one point eight lens, and that's what I use for headshots. That's all. That's my go-to lens for headshots. I love that lens. It's beautiful. And then I wow. also have a, a Tamron. It's uh, gosh, I'm. I, it's like a. It's like a 2470 uh, 2.8 or something, it's, which is a beautiful lens, too. Um, but see, I, th- that was my first camera. Sony, Sony did this thing where we used to be A-mount, and now we're E-mount. Yeah. So all yeah. my glass didn't, you know. So that's okay. I, yeah. I held out for a while, and then I was like, no, I'm jumping into this mirrorless world because I'm looking at this stuff, and... So those are the only two lenses and I use them all the time. And, and for what I do, I don't need anything else. I'm a photographer. So I have like four lenses on my wish list, but, (laughs) but those two are my workhorses and I use them all the time. And that camera is beautiful for video as well as stills. And uh, um, before that I shot with an a 77 Mark two and I have two of those. Um, I usually have two of every camera. I'm yeah, you have because, to. Yeah, so um, I don't. I only have one mirrorless right now. I'll probably get another one as soon as the world opens up and I have like a client. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, until uh, <laughs> then, uh, um, I've just got yeah. one. Um, I I, well, I bought that camera um, March first. My last client was March 4th. Who would have known? Wow. <laughs> Did you buy them both at the same time or you kind of separate the purchase? No, um, I, I only, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, eight, the A7R3 I bought just this year. I finally said, you know, okay. I've got to upgrade. This is, you know, those yeah. A77s are great, but they're big old workhorses. Yeah. They're big monsters. And, um, and they're beautiful. They're great, but nothing. I'm telling you, this 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 new mirrorless technology that Sony's got going is phenomenal. So yeah, and everybody's copying it, and that's that, that's also good for us who can't afford the Sony. Well, and and Sony, you know, a Nikon has always used Sony um, processors and Sony technology. So basically, what I used to tell people is, 
as much as I love Nikon, Nikon's last year Sony. So, you know, I'm going to stick with my Sony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me reintroduce you real fast so we can go to commercial break. Sure. I, I am with Peggy of Headshots by Peggy. She's an incredible photographer out of the California area because I figure all of California is where you are. Uh, we'll be back with more Peggy of Headshots by Peggy right after this. Yes, I am back. Quincy Stallworth, I am. And I'm with my hero, my heroine, the champion, Peggy of Headshots by Peggy. Please give her a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where she runs her cool tutorial channel. How are you doing there, Peggy? I'm doing great. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to talk personally, first of all. So prepare yourself. Okay. <laughs> You're in a beautiful relationship with an incredible actor named Merrick MacArthur. Did I say his name you right? You did, Merrick MacArthur. Uh, because of you, I've become a fan of his work. Uh, yesterday, before this show, which we had problems connecting, my wife and I watched an entire segment on YouTube dedicated to Merrick MacArthur. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, my wife and her sister were watching This Is Us. And uh, or, or, or something with him in it, and and I began to explain to my wife who he was in this relationship with you, and and she just was like, oh yeah, I remember him, yeah, you know, she went all crazy, and and her sister was like, oh wow, you know him? I said, I don't know him, I know his friend. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a beautiful human being. What's what's he like as a person? He actually is. Um the most amazing human I've ever met. And I'm not just saying that because we're quarantining together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we met years and years ago and uh, uh, we didn't, you know, we were at different places in our life. And then I, I guess, I don't know, five years ago or something, he reached out to me because he was teaching um, acting to some kids and he was like, hey, I don't want to steal from your business, but I want to uh, know if there's any way we can, you know, make a package and kind of help, you know, can we meet and talk about this? And I was like, we can talk about it on the phone. <laughs> and he was like, well, I was thinking we could, you know, meet and have coffee or something. Anyway, we had coffee and we have not left each other's side since. <laughs> so it was a very good coffee meeting. Um, but no, seriously, he, he's, um, the thing that a lot of people don't know about Merrick is he was an electrical engineer for many years before he laid wow. down, um, as my mom said, a real job, um, <laughs> to do acting. Wow. Um, but he is very dedicated and very much a hard worker. Um, he has this, uh, great scene we were watching and he was in a TV show called Criminal Minds. Uh-huh. And he has this really great scene, and Jackie and I were watching. Jackie's my wife. Uh, we were watching him, and I said, "This guy looks like he'll play the mayor in the next Batman movie with Pat Rob, <laughs> with Pat Robertson's." And he just has this—he has this Gotham City official look to him, like like he should certainly be either in the Batman movie coming up, with, or or the sequel, or at least the Batwoman series, because he has this look. Like a, uh, um, oh, what do you call it? He has this uh, a civil servant look to him. Like, like, like he wants to serve his city proudly in spite of some vigilante running around 
in his tights fighting crime. <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's true. He's always the doctor, attorney, or mayor of, you know, that's kind of his, you know, you just look at him and, and that's, that's literally him. Um, and he, people ask me, they're like, does he sleep in his suit? And, I, and I'm like, well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> but he's that guy, but his, uh, his mom, uh, put him in a suit and sent him to kindergarten. And he really, he's that guy that. that's comfortable in a suit. You know, he just, that's, and, uh, you know, if ever he wears tennis shoes and a t-shirt, all of our friends are like, whoa, we didn't even know you owned things like this. I'm like, yeah, he, he has two t-shirts. He, 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 he <laughs> really well in the golf outfit on This Is Us. So, you know. That was a really fun shoot for him. Um, and I, I was trying to, uh, tell him how much I needed to be on set with him for that shoot like as a photographer or uh -huh. but yeah that didn't didn't happen uh, oh my goodness <laughs> he has such a, an incredible collection of, of work too I mean he, he's 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 like I said I said this to my wife Jackie I said you know he's like he's like Stan Lee he's a watcher he's in all of these things and yet he you don't really uh you don't really uh He's not the star, but he's a part of everything. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy has six degrees of separation like Kevin Bacon. I'm telling you, <laughs> he has been on a lot of things and a lot of commercials. So he's got that recognizable. Like, yeah. I know yeah. him from somewhere. And uh, yes. And yes. before he got really um, big with, with acting, he did a lot of stock photography, which a lot of actors do. Oh. And um, there's a grocery store chain out here that has his picture on their semi truck. So it's the big joke that we see Mary that's, going down the road. Um, that's awesome. But our friends and family are always seeing him on, you know, this ad or that commercial, you know, because he's he's popular on stock photo as well so that's yeah, awesome he's, he's everywhere that is... which is good because you know it's a recognizable thing so yeah yeah so hopefully yeah. next time we talk we can say isn't that cool mary's now a series regular on this really cool show that's that's kind that of Batwoman, or he that he's is... actually in the uh i'm gonna start the internet rumor yeah yeah just that he's that. actually <laughs> going to be in the Batman with Robert Patterson, Patterson. There you go. Because that is how things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you hear about the new mayor? Gotham? Yeah. Like, no. Merrick McCarthy is active. I was like, what? <laughs> Put it on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because so, it's on Reddit. It's happening. Yeah. So, you know, I've been a student of yours for a little under two years now. I like this. I, I, I know you're like, oh, you might have to say that, but I have. And, you know, I've had, I've had uh, the opportunity to take some headshots uh, with a theater group where some actors were terribly difficult to photograph. One lady debated me the entire time. And with each actor, they, she critiqued me as if though I was incompetent. Now, I later learned that she believed that she was more talented, a more talented photographer than me. And but it made me feel awful as if I was incompetent and I didn't know what I was doing. But I remember studying many of the things that you taught, many of the techniques you said, and many of the uh, the the scenery and looks that you spoke about. How actors need to have certain looks, various shots, and I felt vindicated by that. And, and I also ran to work over over with some other photographers, and they were like, "Yeah, that, that looks great." You know, how do you manage to deal with with difficult actors? Well, 
I, like I said, I've been a professional photographer since 1989. And most of my career, um, I specialized in families and babies and kids. So I always laugh about the fact that I trained for 28 years to work with actors because I took pictures of four-year-olds for 28 years. Wow. And uh, that's how I can deal with actors. And I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, but seriously, um, I was taught very, very early on, never let them see you sweat. Never mm -hmm. let anybody know that you don't have a clue what to do next or that mm -hmm. you're scrambling in your head for the next pose or where to put the light or this isn't working the way you imagined it. Don't tell anybody like that's mm -hmm. all that's all that's you just put that smile on and you're the boss. You know, you know what you're doing. Um, but here, when you understand an actor, you kind of understand why they're like this. So for an actor, their headshot is literally the biggest part of their marketing strategy. If their right. headshot doesn't ca catch a casting director's eye, that casting director is not going to click on it, is not going to see their resume, is not going to see their reel, is not going to give them a shot at an audition. So an actor gets really nervous about headshots. It's very personal to them. It's very, they're very self-conscious about it. So um, what happens is they take it out on you. Oh, no. Somebody told me this. My favorite line is, no, only photograph my left side. That's my, that's my good side, which is mm -hmm. usually ridiculous. I mean, mm -hmm. I can probably count on one hand my entire career that somebody actually has a good side and a bad side. Because you just photograph one side differently than you photograph a different side, you know, a different right. camera angle, a different way of lighting, but there's no, but anyway, so what I do is I, I let them tell me how to do my job and I do it mm. their way. And now I say, okay, now my turn now, you know, because then they're not fighting me because if you, you know, they're going to, you know, fight you and fight you the whole way. So I say, you know what? Okay, let's do that. I'll do that. You want this? Okay. Right. Okay. Now it's my turn. So this is what I want you to do. And right. it puts it, it, they think they're in charge, which really they're not because they're not going to mm -hmm. like any of the crap that you just took. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And then when it's all done, they say, oh, wow, I've never had, I never knew I could look at on that side or, oh, wow. When you were doing it, I didn't know. No one, no other photographers done that or, oh, oh, I really like that. And you're inside, you're going, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But on the outside, you just smile and say, oh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad you like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the per being a woman in a male-driven place, believe me, I've had uh, my share of, of people that know more about my job than I do. Um, even if it's the hobbyist that owns a camera that, you know, I'm just a woman. So surely I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, which, which brings up my next point. I've talked to I've interviewed two other uh, female photographers and they both brought up the uh, the problem with misogyny in the world of photography. Uh, my la not my last interview, but two interviews ago, I interviewed a lady in Kia Caldwell. She's a photographer, a portrait fashion photographer here in Philadelphia. And she said it's not only the men, but sometimes the ladies I think that only the men can take good photos of women. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, it, I didn't know it was that bad of an issue. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think a lot of photographers are are very arrogant and uh, not willing to 
um, be open-minded, but I had no idea there was, there was a problem with misogyny in, in the world of photography. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting dynamic sometimes. But I feel like one of the things on, on my behalf that, you know, kind of my, um, I was raised, this is, mm-hmm. I had a really crazy upbringing, but part of it is my dad owned an auto body shop and he painted custom cars, show cars. And, you know, he, so I say all that to say that the environment that I was exposed to as a child mm-hmm. was, you know, the, a lot of men misbehaving and I was yes, taught yes. early <laughs> I was taught early on to ignore that and how to just let all that roll off and go in one ear and out the other. And so um, that has helped me. uh, So when a man starts acting, uh, misbehaving or talking down to me as if I'm an idiot, that I don't know my career that I've been, you know, very successful in for over three decades, I, um, you know, I'll just smile and, Mm -hmm. you know, let them go on about their thing and say, okay, now <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. just, I just don't give them any, I don't, I don't fight with them. I don't give them any energy. I just, don't give like, them any real estate in your no, mind. Yeah. I'm that's like, so wise. That's, I'm like, you just, okay. You're just showing me what an, you know, what an what idiot, an idiot you, are. you are. Got you. I walked away from that <laughs> thing. I gave those, I gave those people so much real estate and, and, and three years later is still with me. And now talking to you, you cleared my head. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. It's just because they're always somebody that's going to tell you. And I mean, I'm human. I, I, I sometimes go home with it, but they don't know I went home with it. <laughs> I may go home and vent about it and, you know, let it go for a, a little bit. And then I'm like, okay. Right. Um, who got, who got paid for this job? Did they get paid for it or did I? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, who who's your favorite clients? Because you got some great clients. You got um, we were going through your uh, my wife and I were going through your website, and we uh, she was like, "Oh, I recognize that lady. She was the Walking Dead," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, she she works with some serious great artists, some great talent." So who 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 are your favorites? You can't say you can't say their names because you don't want to alienate the others, but you can say this lady who. Does this and this guy who does that? I don't know. I have, I to be honest with you, I have, I think I have the most amazing clientele of any photographer. Um, I think I spend a lot of time um, letting my personality be known to the world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that attracts the right kind of clients to me because there was a time where I had just like jerks all the time. And I was like, well, I don't want to take any pictures, you know? And I've noticed, I'm like, maybe my mentality changed. And I'm like, you know, I, I only want good clients. But I have seriously some of the most amazing clientele. Um, you know, I just, I can't even say one. Um, I, I, I think my favorite clients are the ones that come in and have fun. And, right. then, and then tell me, you know what? Um, I got five auditions since I got this new headshot up last week. That's my favorite. Or, or, uh, my other fun thing is, you know, we sit down to watch a television show and I'm like, oh my gosh, I took their headshots six months ago. And I grab my phone and text them and say, oh my God, I'm watching, you know, I just saw you on this show or on this commercial. Um, that's always, or when they, they text me, I had a, um, a, really good friends of ours um i did 
their headshot, his headshots. And, uh, um, about four months later, his wife wrote me one of those text messages, you know, one of those text messages that goes on for like five pages. Right. And, um, she said, you know, he got a role on, um, I think I can say it. There's no reason why I couldn't say it. Um, He got a role on how to get by with murder and he's always wanted to be on that show. And he's heavily reoccurring on their final season. And she said, those headshots you took were exactly what the character that he needed to portray. And he used those. And she's like, we, I really want to thank you because he might not have gotten that without those headshots. And, you know, just one of those, you just kind of tear up. You're like, yeah, you know, we're a team. We're all in this together. When you succeed, I succeed. And right. so I, I just, I really, I really have fun. I love shooting. I love, I love getting people effective headshots. I love hearing the, the stories, the success stories and the, you know, the crazy things that people or the crazy things that people use to market themselves. Like, you know what I did with your headshots? And I was like, nobody has, that is an awesome idea. <laughs> you know, I love it. You know, creative people. Well, let me uh, take this moment to reintroduce you real fast before we go to commercial break. I am with the incredible photographer. She is the queen of headshots. Therefore, her company is titled Headshots by Peggy. We'll be back with more Headshots by Peggy after this commercial break. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. This is Quincy Stallworth again with Kinsey Questions, and I'm with my hero, my champion, the queen of headshot photography. She is the creme de la creme, the greatest of the great. There is nothing greater, no higher than headshots by Peggy. If you are on the West Coast, you want to see her. Or you can fly over. Isn't that right, Peggy? Can he fly over? They can fly over. They can fly over. And just so you know, no one in my house is going to be able to live with me for the rest of the week (laughs) because you've been pumping up my ego so much. (laughs) But Um, it's true. It's not, it's not, it's not uh, flattery. I mean, a little bit, but it's not, it's not. You know, hot air. You, you, you're incredible. You, you're so good at it. You know, that's the other I, I, thing. I am. I am fairly sure that several members of my family will will knock me down a couple of notches as soon as we hang up from this podcast. But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> so now that you've been quarantined with uh, you and and Merrick, the incredible actor Merrick Macasa. I love the way his name flows, Merrick Macasa. <laughs> Now that you have been quarantined, you know, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before this pandemic? Huh. I think I learned that I don't like staying home. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I've had a pretty interesting life, Quincy. I, uh, yes. 
I lived on the Navajo Indian Reservation for several years and I didn't have running water and I had like two little children with no running water. So I've, I've been able to do a lot of things. And, um, you know, I've, I'm kind of one of those people that um, I can adapt to just about anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I did learn that I did make good choices who I quarantined with because mm-hmm. um, Merrick and Merrick, we talked a little bit about him, you know, in the last segment. He's very driven and very um, um, focused. Where I think like the first week of quarantine, I was like, so we don't have to get out of bed. Right. And he was like, well, we still have things to do. (laughs) So, you know, we were out there, we've been, you know, doing self tapes and, you know, keeping our tools sharp. And, uh, and I think that, and we, I, like I told you, I got some new equipment. So I've gone through my equipment inside and out. I feel a hundred percent confident using that in any situation mm-hmm. um so we've really taken advantage of this time um but we've also you know tried to make some downtime where we just like hey today we're not going to be productive we are going to watch netflix all day and it's going to be okay but i don't know i i don't think um i think if anything i feel like what i learned is that i should make more time for people that i love um, you know, pick up that phone and call them and um, let people know that I care about them and not just think about them and, and not let them know I was thinking about them. I think it's really uh, a lot of people um, during this time have really struggled with depression and oh yeah, oh, they yeah, really had some, I think Mary and I, uh, we really work on ourselves. Like we, we take time to like, we meditate and we do self work all the time, but a lot of people haven't ever done that. And they were forced into quarantine and they had to look at themselves. And I think it scared them. I think what they saw was true. And so I think, um, I think I've learned that I need to reach out to people and let them know that, that we love them and that they're awesome and their, their, their lives matter to us. Um, and not just during quarantine, but that's something that I need to continue on is, is, uh, because life, life is hard. Like it's not, you know, it doesn't look like Instagram in real life. Like things are, things get messy sometimes and you need to know that, you know, you got, you got somebody with you. It helps. It helps a lot. I, you know, it does. And, and that's what got me starting with this podcast. Uh, you know, I heard Lin-Manuel say in an interview on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, he said it's very hard to get, you know, people you admire, respect, and friends to come over to your house just to hang out and watch a movie and eat pizza. I can't call Peggy and say, hey, why don't you and Merrick come over and eat pizza? And, and we talk and, and we just chill. You know, you guys are like, oh, we got something to do. And that night when you have to go out, we all we both know we're old enough to be honest about this. There's nothing better than canceled plans. So <laughs> you, you don't go. You're like, oh, it's canceled. Thank God. You'll be fully dressed just sitting on the couch watching your favorite shows. Right. Watch This Is Us. Uh, so so um, I, I seem to have lost my point. But I guess my point is, is that um, this is why I stay on script. Well, no, I think I think what I've learned is that because 
I wouldn't go to your house, but you know what? I will call you and, and play Jackbox on Zoom with you for like right. six hours. <laughs> right. Well, thank Drink you. a glass of wine and laugh with you. I mean, and, and these are things that we can implement after the quarantine. Like, you right. know, these are some lessons that uh, how important it is to have somebody's back and let them know they're important because sometimes you feel alone. You know? Well, that's, that, uh, you, you helped me out and I appreciate it. What I was what I was thinking, Lemonwell talked about how it's hard to get friends just to come over. I can't just call Peggy and say, hey, let's just, uh, you might be busy. You might have a, 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 a thing to do, you know, someone to shoot or some movie to be on or some big actor to talk to, hint, hint, hint. You may have some other thing going on, but it's, it, it helps when you have something to do. And Lemonwell talked about one of the reasons why he got into writing plays was so he could have his friends around. One of the reasons I got into this podcast is so I can have people I like and admire and talk to around. And while we can't be in each other's presence, I can have these conversations with you. And and it's it's the, the best thing that has happened to me this week is talking to you. Because I've been watching, learning, and admiring you, and now I'm I'm having an actual conversation with you. And so that is something I've learned from this pandemic is this podcast is really bringing people together. Yeah. So. And, you know, in, in the industry out here, um, uh, casting directors have, like, opened themselves up and they've done a lot of Instagram lives. So actors that may have never had the opportunity to get in front of, like, these really well-known casting directors now have this opportunity. Yeah. Um, and things like that are happening all over. You know, people... Um, you know, that used to just be running from meeting to meeting are now stuck at home. And they're like, Oh, you know what? Let's see what, what, who's, who's got this going on and what's doing, you know, what's going on. And it's, it's been a, I think, I think it could go one of two ways. You can either complain and, and, and throw a pity party, or you can take advantage of every opportunity. I mean, who of us have not said, if I just had a week to myself to catch up and guess what? We just got four months. So now that the four months is over, that leads me to my next question. How should we all be out here trying to take headshots? We gotta update our headshots. It's been four months of no no serious exercise, you know, extra pizza, a little bit of wine. I mean, should we all go out and get headshots? So um I'm a headshot photographer, so my first instinct is to say yes, and you should all call me. <laughs> yeah. But- um, but, but honestly, let's think about this. Your headshot is supposed, an effective headshot represents who you are as a person, what character you play. And when you go in, when you, when a casting director sees that headshot and you walk into an audition, you need to look like that headshot. You need to be that person. Right. Now I can guarantee that for myself, I am not the same person that I was March 1st as I am today. I have done some serious, serious changing, some serious growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just because of the pizza, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I eat raw plant-based, so I haven't been doing the pizza, but I, I'm just teasing. But, um, but some serious changing. I mean, our world has gone through a bunch and I don't want to, yes. and I don't want to get political on your podcast because I didn't get permission for that. But <laughs> I okay. just want to say, um, 
as a as a white person, I've always felt like, you know, I'm not racist and I understand things and I know things, but I have learned so much and I've had to admit to so many things and realize that not being racist isn't enough. You have to be anti-racist in 2020 and mm-hmm. all these things like as a human being, I've I've grown and I don't think I'm the only one. <laughs> And so what I'm telling actors is you need a new you need a new headshot because you probably either grew your hair out or shaved your head or decided to do nothing but work out for the last four months or didn't work out at all for the last four months. You know, you're one on one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's time. It's, you know, because. I really believe that once we figure out how to get production open, there's the floodgates are going to open. Yeah. Um, because half of half of the world is run out of Netflix. Like we're fine in the end of Netflix. We need some new content. You got that right. Um, you you ain't kidding about that. So you know, I really think that once we get it figured out, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be hard and fast. But I don't know. Nobody knows. Every there's tons of I think and I feel. But uh, but yeah, my recommendation is even if you got headshots right before quarantine, right, you probably need them again. I mean, look at them and be honest with yourself. Are you still that person? And what should we look for in a headshot photographer? You have so many uh, options in a city like Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Chicago. You know, you have uh, you have uh, lots of uh, fashion portrait guys, and you have lots of uh, lots of um, modeling going on i mean what what style should we look for in a, in a headshot photographer well it really depends what are you using your headshots for i mean mm-hmm. everybody needs a headshot corporate america needs a headshot you need a headshot mm-hmm. if you're a gamer you need a profile but like you you need you everybody needs a headshot mm-hmm. a headshot's pretty much your handshake this is how we this is our first impression on on the world right now like I'm going to see you first on the internet more than likely before I mm-hmm. ever talk to you or see you in person. Right. I'm going to see your LinkedIn. I'm going to see your Facebook. I'm going to see your website. I'm going to see something before I actually meet you. So mm. does your headshot portray who you are? So when you're looking for a headshot photographer, the first question, and I would have never thought that this was a question you need to ask, but I have come to realize that it is, when you're looking at their work, ask them if that's actually their work. And I'm find... sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> they would put someone else's work so on their apparently website. Apparently, that's the thing to go get stock photos and uh, pass it off as you know. You do. They don't say it's their work, but you would assume when I go to somebody's a photographer's website, I'm assuming I'm looking at their work. But apparently, you need to ask. Wow. The other thing is ask if they're clients or if they're models, because a lot of uh, photographers or wannabe photographers will hire models, you know, in a group. There'll be like five photographers and somebody brings all the equipment and the light in and they'll bring models in and they just take pictures of this professional model that anybody could take a picture with of their cell phone and that person's going to look great. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of that, and it's it's been disillusioning about who people I thought were incredible photographers. And then and then you look at their actual work, and you're like, oh, what happened here? Yeah, exactly. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to offend someone. Ask them. Um, ask right. them the hard questions. 
and and get to know them a little bit. If a photographer won't have a phone conversation with you, then no. Right, um, right. Because you're you're in a relationship with that photographer. It may just be an hour-long relationship, but you're opening yourself up to them so that they can capture your essence. And it's a personal thing. And if you don't like them, if you don't click with them, then it's going to be tough on them. You're not going to get great work. It's going to be tough on you. It's going to be a miserable experience where I feel like getting pictures should be like the coolest thing you did all year. <laughs> like right. Getting your headshot should be like, oh, but, man, that was. So but fun. It's, it's so weird today because so many people don't like talking on the phone. They like models or, or will send me uh, Instagram uh, messages. Most of the people I've shot on my Instagram pages basically are people who've texted me or sent me Instagram uh, messages and, you know, because I'm a big, strong guy, I'm not intimidated to meet anyone out in public, but it's, it's kind of like, well, you sh- I'm thinking you should be cautious because you don't know if I'm a psycho killer or what. Catch us say, ha, 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 ha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I've been in really bad situations over my lifetime. Um, okay. And it's serious. It's a real, it's a real thing. And I won't meet anybody unless I've talked to them on the yeah, phone. Yeah, I, I, I tell people, hey, listen, and I even offer, which is strange, the culture of modeling photography today, especially on the East Coast. I even offer, I have a, um, a background check, a 10-year FBI certified background check, which I had to use to get this job with So Far Sounds. So I offer that to people, and, and people just are like, oh, I don't care, I'm not worried about it. It's like you ought to care who's taking your pictures. You don't know what these people are doing or where they're selling them to. I um, I I talk about this on my podcast. I talk about this because young actors and models are so hungry and they're so like, I say, if if a photographer says, hey, let me take your pictures for free. Let's meet here. Don't say yes. Like, yes. why do you want to take my pictures for free? Exactly. Like, exactly. why? Like, I mean, there's people that I meet and I like genuinely want to shoot them. And like, I may hint around to them because I think it's weird for me to be like, yeah, I really want to take your pictures. Right. <laughs> but uh, I may hint around to them like, you know, but um, if, if a, if a photographer that's saying they're a professional wants to meet you in some odd location to take your pictures for free, you know, be careful and never, yeah. ever go alone. Never go right. alone. Oh yeah. my gosh. People, I, I mean, I have people show up to get headshots with a friend and I'm not offended by that at all. In fact, I'm right. like, yeah, you really should. You didn't know me. <laughs> right. Exactly. You should bring a friend. I, I say the people, I tell people all the time, bring a boyfriend, bring your sister, bring your kids. I don't mind. Bring them. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, it's it's sometimes it's distracting, but that you deal with. I want you to feel safe. And, and quite honestly, I want to feel safe. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, there's no, uh, this is, this is, we live in a time where <laughs> sex trafficking is at its highest and it's yeah. not kidnapping and taking you away. It's like, you're they're having you do stuff through you know meetup yeah. things and instagram and social yes. media and it's so serious and 
people need to think of their safety first. And so I know you're hungry and I know you want really good, awesome pictures. And I know you don't have any money, but going and seeing some creepy guy down some back alley is not the answer. Yeah. Use wisdom. Use wisdom when you travel out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'm, I'm not a cheap photographer. I have a lot of experience. I'm not outrageously expensive either because I love working, but I'm not cheap, but I'm also that person that if you call me and you really want to work with me, I'll, we'll figure it out. If it's a payment plan, if you clean my house, if you mow my grass, like we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I'm not going to give you free pictures and I and you no. know send you you know to some creepy location. So no. you know if there's a if there's a will, there's a way. But keep yourself safe gotcha. first and foremost. What 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 can we as fans do to support your uh, photography? What can you do to support my photography? spread the word i mean share these uh share share these things like this podcast um um go follow me on inst on inst on instagram i meant to say youtube but absolutely follow right. me on instagram too because i'm cool on instagram um, right. <laughs> follow me on youtube and share all my stuff leave comments i have tons of people that leave me direct messages which i love but mm-hmm. if people like publicly leave comments and it kind of starts a thread i think that kind of helps gotcha. algorithms a little bit more so you gotcha. say something um the other thing is and this can't just help me it can help any photographer if a photographer takes your images always 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 credit them when you share, amen when you amen share, <laughs> um give photo credits i when i i tell my clients and when i when I give them the Dropbox link with their images, I have an image that says, Hey, when you're sharing, you make sure you, you know, tag headshots by Peggy. Um, because this is, I mean, this is how we eat. This is how we feed our families. This is, you know, absolutely. We want, we're happy too. You're proud. Well, we're proud of it too. So make sure you, you tell it, tell people that we're the, we're the, we're the cool photographers that did this. Mm. So what what do you have coming up next that you can talk about? Well, I'll give you some fun facts that a lot of people don't know about me. Okay. I also have started doing a lot of DPing. Um, I I um, started out doing some behind the scenes still photography for some productions from for okay. some sets. And uh, that kind of one thing led to another. Um, actually, a uh, a, a camera person didn't show up one day and I was there and I was like, they were freaking out. And I was like, I can, I can do this. <laughs> right. And they're yeah. like, you can. And I was like, yeah. And uh, apparently I did a good job and that led to a referral and, you know, uh, on and on. And I've done a few projects. Um, I just uh, DP'd a, a quarantine project where, you know, it was, it's a episodic uh, show that, is filmed in three separate homes, you know, and they communicate through Zoom, um, but it's, they all, you know, film it separately. And uh, so they're, they're waiting to hear back on Netflix. They've already got an offer from, uh, from, I believe, um, Amazon. I'm, I'm not sure, but they've already got one offer and they're holding out for Netflix. So people are going to be able to see that really soon. Um, now, for people who are not in the, in the industry, what does DP mean? I am sorry, and thank you for 
for for knocking me down a notch there. Director of <laughs> photography. It's the person what? that um, does the the video uh, videos uh, the the actual scenes and sets up the scenes and kind of you know sets up the shots for for the actual filming of uh, of stuff. So I'm doing video filming. Uh, which is new to me. I've, I've always been the still photographer, but uh, um, one thing led to another. And, and now I'm, I'm really enjoying this. It's a lot of work. Um, but it's what, do you, lot uh, of... what, what are you editing your videos on? Um, for this project, they have an actual editor. So all I had to do, which oh, is okay. awesome, I gave them the sound files. I gave them the video files and I walked away and I was like, this is awesome. But it's like, I could do this. Um, But as far as editing, I use Adobe. I use Premiere Pro. Oh, man, that's good stuff right there. Well, I I have the Adobe suite. I, 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 you know, I use Photoshop for all my still stuff. And I've used Photoshop for 18 years now. So, yeah. How has the progression of Photoshop blown your mind in the last year with this creative cloud? Are you on a creative cloud? I'm a I'm you... creative cloud. I have the whole suite. I know. Isn't it, isn't it incredible? I mean, you know, Photoshop one, two, three. There's still people working with Photoshop disk six. <laughs> I like... heard that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can't even tell you what people don't understand people that say oh i i'm really good at photoshop i know photoshop inside and out i'm like no you don't you're lying like there's yeah. no one that does like <laughs> like that program is so big and you can do so many things from so many different angles and like i'm really good at doing what i do with photoshop right. but the way i use photoshop may not be the way you use photoshop and it's just mind blowing um, it is 15 years ago. I'd already been using the program for a few years and 15 years ago, um, uh, one of my best friends was, uh, is now a criminal investigator, does the forensics, um, stuff and was taking for that, had to take a Photoshop class because they actually use Photoshop when they're working with fingerprints and so forth. So anyway, hmm. She said, hey, take this uh, class with me. I was like, I don't need to take a class. Like, I know Photoshop. And this was like 15, almost 16 years ago. And uh, so she's like, well, just take it. Just take it with me so you can help me. So I took it. And the instructor's like, who's used Photoshop before? And I'm like, yeah, like every day. Hello. Uh, I'm here to help you teach. Was my attitude. You know what I mean? And five minutes into it, I was like sunk into my seat with my hand over my face thinking, oh, my God, don't call on me. I had no idea. Um, And it just keeps growing. I mean, and it keeps growing and it keeps growing. So, um, yeah, editing is not my favorite thing to do. I I am really glad that I am fluent at it and good at it. But um, and it's amazing what you can do with it. Um, Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you for uh, being on the show, Peggy. I really appreciate you coming on here. You have no idea. And I want to keep all of this interview on, except the commercial parts. But I want to keep all of this on here, and I really appreciate you. 
And I thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for thanking of me and inviting me on. It was an honor to be on your show. And I look forward to continuing to see you um, grow in your photography business and hear great stories about how awesome your clients are. You're the best, Peggy. Give Merrick my best. And my wife and her sister loves his best, too. So uh, we're sending plenty of love from the East Coast out to you. Awesome. We will talk soon. Have yourself a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We want to thank Peggy for coming by. Don't forget to go to her website, Headshots by Peggy. Also, check out her video blog, which is weekly with great tips and, and help for headshots and advice for artists from veterans in the entertainment industry. Also, we want to thank you for joining us today. Kinsey Questions has been a production of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. We also want to thank the talented staff at 1030 Designs for crafting our logos and promotional materials. Thank you for listening and have a great day.